Thanks for listening to the Vertical Student Ministries podcast. We hope you are encouraged and challenged by what you hear. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 30 of our leadership podcast. I can't believe, I cannot believe it's been episode 30. We are already, already 30 episodes in. And today we have a, a great guest, a good friend of both Pastor Eric, myself, and Vertical, and the state of Michigan, really. You are, right. you are becoming a quick legend around Michigan, Mr. Micah Mack, all the way from Minnesota. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. It's an honor to be with you guys, and I don't know about legend here in Michigan, but... <laughs> living legend. Living legend. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, it is fun to be here with you guys, and I'm going to be here back again in the fall, I believe, as well, for youth convention. That's awesome. Um, That's right. So, yeah, but I always love being here, and uh, you guys do a great job of making me feel welcome, so Thanks, I appreciate man. it. Awesome. So just to get the listeners a little familiar with where you're at, we, we said you're from Minnesota. What what area of Minnesota where, where are you from? Yep, I'm in the Twin Cities area. Uh, by the way, Minnesota is the best place to raise a family and to live. <laughs> outside, of outside of Grand Rapids. Outside of Grand Rapids, of course. No, no. I have lived there for 30-some years. I have traveled to many states, many mm-hmm. cities, mm-hmm. and almost every place I've traveled, I've thought to myself, you know what, it'd be nice to vacation here. It's nice to visit there, but... To raise a family, mm-hmm. all you listeners out there, you need to raise a family in Minnesota. <laughs> ten, ten. What's to the average? What's the average weather in Minnesota? Isn't like negative thirty? Uh, okay, we're not talking go. about the weather. We're not talking about that. Let me just say this though: twenty minutes south of where I live, I can get farm fields. Twenty minutes north, I hit the cities. I got lakes. I got mm-hmm. all four major sports teams: Skull Vikings. By the way, yeah, yeah. Uh, Minnesota Mall of America. I we got the best cool. places in Minnesota. Y'all need to move there. Come talk to me. I'll get you hooked up. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, <laughs> since you love Minnesota so much, what, what church are you located at? What position do you hold? Yes, uh, I was on staff at Cedar Valley Church in Bloomington for a while. In fact, I was there for 19 years as my home church, a lead wow. youth pastor for five. And then uh, in September of 2017, my wife and I, we transitioned out from that church. And I've been on the road traveling, speaking, preaching, uh, public school assemblies coming in the fall, doing youth conventions, Sunday mornings, all that. And our home base church now is Discover Church, where we help our good friends out there. We're the lead pastor. My wife's the lead worship pastor there, and uh, we're a awesome. team, and we love doing right. what we get to do. So That's awesome, man. So you, you said it once, but how long have you been in ministry altogether? Yeah, uh, man, ever since I was 18 years old, I have been in ministry. And so that's 13 years of ministry, whether that's leading a public school FCA, helping out with Fellowship of Christian Athletes, or serving, um, interning, youth pastoring, speaking. Uh, my, my first public message was at the age of 18 years old. And at that moment, I fell in love. I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. So Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, tell us a little bit of today about the, about the topic we're going to be speaking on. Yeah, so the topic that we're going to be speaking on is something I stole from Bill Hybels, and it's this. It's uh, the hardest person you will ever lead. And sometimes mm. when we think of that, we think of immediately uh, that one person that just doesn't oh, get yeah. it or that one person who's kind of a thorn in your side. Well, the person I'm talking about is me, wow. and the hardest person we will ever lead is, is ourselves. So let's talk on that just for a little bit. So why are you the hardest person to lead? Why is yourself? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, I'll just say this. If you're a human being and you have breath in your lungs, uh, you are a leader. Mm-hmm. You're a leader of something. Um, you're, you're a leader of your, of your bedroom, of your school. Um, and most importantly, you're a leader of yourself. And if you're a human and you have breath in your lungs, I'll just say this. 
every single person has a moment in their life where they look at themselves and they ask the question, like, what am I really doing? What's my purpose? And then oftentimes a feeling that we all have is, I can't stay here. Wow. I don't know if you've ever had those mm-hmm. moments where, you, where you've asked mm-hmm. yourself or you've looked in the mirror and you're like, I can't stay here. I can't be here. I can't remain here. And I recall a moment um, in December of 2014 towards the end of a ministry year and I looked at myself and I looked at my wife and my family and I just thought to myself, I cannot stay here as a leader and I cannot stay here um, where I am because where I was, I wasn't growing um, I wasn't maturing. I was just kind of okay with the status quo of how things were. And um, every single one of us will, will go through those moments of saying, I can't stay here. And in those moments, one of two things will happen. When you have that moment and say, I can't stay here, you'll either decide to have the motivation to do something about it and change, or yeah. two, you'll crumble and you'll not wow. want to grow. You'll want to stay. And so I want to do everything I can to help people do the first choice which is to say, I can't stay here, but I need to do something to not stay here and to grow. Wow, I love that. I love that. The idea of of just yourself being the hardest person it is to lead because I think so often, like you said, we think of that that thorn in the side, that person that's like, oh, that person yep. hurts me. But in, in actuality, you yourself are your, you know, we've heard of you yourself as your biggest enemy, you know? Correct. And, and in the in the same token, we, we have to be able to lead ourselves before we can even think about leading others. That's right. Correct. So let me ask you this. Uh, around here, we, we are all about the practical side of things. That's right. Yeah. So um, give me some practical ways maybe that I can start to lead myself daily. Yeah. So a book that I read in December of 2014 I'll never forget it. I just kind of felt hopeless. I felt like, you know, I, what am I doing leading? I don't know how to lead. I don't even know where to start. And I came across a book that, that changed my whole paradigm of thinking, and it was uh, Ready, Set, Grow by mm-hmm. Scott Wilson. He's mm-hmm. the lead pastor down at the Oaks Church in Texas. And I picked up this book, and what they did as a church and as a staff, he challenged his staff saying, look, we've been here. We've been at this number for a long time. How do we break the ceiling? How do we go to the next level? Wow. And where it all started was challenging their staff to grow. Yeah. And so here's how you do this, Reggie, on the daily, is you can't get daily before you have a plan. So you, the first thing you need to do is you need to develop a personal growth plan. And so what I did is um, I kind of stole the personal growth plan that was in this book. But what he had his leadership team do, his, his staff do, is he had them... Uh, read 30 books in a year and wow. listen to 102 podcasts. And wow. they all came 102, 102 podcasts. Wow. And so they all looked awesome. at each other and they all had to 100% come to agreement to do this. Sure. And at the end of the year, if they didn't do it, they'd have a talking to right. by the lead person. Right. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to set up a growth plan. And so um, what I did is I developed a growth plan to look at my life um, physically, mentally, spiritually, and financially. And so what I did is I developed this plan. I uh, decided to read 30 books in a year, listen to 102 podcasts. Wow. I decided to train for my first ever marathon. I'm not a runner, but I wanted to do something physically. I had goals spiritually that I could implement daily where I could be growing in those ways. And then also financially, ways that I could grow financially and learn and, and become a good steward of what I was given. And so mm-hmm. um, I'll just say this. You cannot lead yourself if you do not have a plan to lead yourself. You've got to have a personal growth plan. And literally, we are one personal growth plan away for our life 
from changing everything, wow. from take, getting ourselves out of those moments and looking at ourselves saying, I can't st- stay here. And what really, what leadership is, is, is my, uh, Jerry Stranquist says this. He says, leadership is taking people where they don't want to go, mm-hmm. but when they get there, they end up liking it. And, oh, and, and let, let me just take that quote, and why don't we just throw it back on ourselves? Yeah. Leadership taking is yourself. taking yourself where you don't want to go, but when you get there, you end up liking it. Yeah. And so this growth plan um, was That's a really huge, good. huge catalyst for one year of my life, that if I could commit to this for one year, it would be in growth, it would, it would change me. And so what I did is I developed this plan, I set the goals, but then this was a key point in it all, is I went to my boss, my boss didn't ask me to do this, and by the way, I encourage you to do this, I went to my boss, I showed them out, I typed out written plan that said by the end of this year, all of these things are going to get done. And I'm giving you this because I'm leading up. You didn't ask me for it. I'm leading up and I want you to know what I'm doing. And then I also want to be accountable to you so that by the time I I get down at the end of this year, you're going to ask me for it and I better have completed it or not. And so that was a key thing in getting other people, my boss, uh, my, my, my direct reports to see what I was doing. And to create that accountability and that structure in my life. That's awesome. So that that's really the how you went about developing that plan. I, I, I think that's so key. I love that you said that you're one you're literally one plan away, one personal growth plan away from changing your entire life. Mm-hmm. I think that's without a wow, doubt. That mm-hmm. that is invaluable information. That is invaluable information. Okay, so Micah, why is leading yourself well one of the most important things you'll ever do as a leader? Tell us a little bit about that. The reason why is because, you know, we throw the tag leader on ourselves, which mm-hmm. we are leaders. Um, but more than that, um, you know, we kind of need to ask ourselves a question this is at the end of our life, when it's our funeral, what are other people going to mm-hmm. be saying about us? Are mm-hmm. they going to have to lie about us or they can they tell the truth? Are they going to talk about how we were a person who made it about ourselves and, right. our, and our life was all about us? Or is there, are, they, are people going to get up and talk about how much we gave away? Mm-hmm. Being a, a leader is, is literally... T- like being a leader is is in the essence of completely not about you and your legacy and what you can give away. And, and I'll just say this is when you decide to grow and you come out of these moments of these moments of saying, I can't stay here. And yet you choose to press through and personally grow. I'll just say this. It cannot help but bleed into every other person mm-hmm. that you come in contact with. Wow. Have good, good luck trying to stay quiet about reading 30 books a year and listening to 102 podcasts. Because how many of you know, when information comes into you, it comes out of you. And it can't help but spill into every other person in your life. And so literally within that year of 2014 of it being a defining moment, I watched my family change. I watched my marriage change. I watched my relationship with my friends change. And then the people I was responsible for leading I watched that take off. We we built some of the best teams that year in 2014. We saw um, growth in our ministry, mm-hmm. and people would see me and they're like, "Dude, what happened to you? Like, what got into you? Like, you're a walking library." And the goal of growing personally is that everywhere you go, you ooze your growth. You mm-hmm. ooze what you're reading. And so when you set up your growth plan, you're not gonna you're you're not gonna do it just to to oh I'm gonna read Lord of the Rings or I'm gonna read um, <laughs> The Hobbit or no like right. you want to take in things that are gonna intentionally stretch you, yeah. grow you, and don't be afraid to uh, step into areas and avenues where it's not related to ministry, but it's growing you maybe in a business mm-hmm. aspect mm-hmm. or or other aspects that you'd want to grow in. And so the reason why is because it deals with people. 
yeah. and you're impacting people's life. And if you're married, the the greatest person you can impact and make a difference to is your wife. That's right. And so, man, if I'm not if I'm not growing and, and not leading my wife, well, then it doesn't matter what teams I'm I'm leading those kinds of things. So mm-hmm. the reason why is it, it impacts in people, it impacts your subordinates. And I'll just say this: after this one year of doing this. I handed in my growth plan at the end of the year, showing everything that I had done and completing the things that I had done. And my boss looked at me, and my boss at the end of the year, Jerry Strankwist, he came up to me and he said, you know, Micah, I've watched you. He said, what you just did for that whole last year, we're gonna bring and make the whole organization do what you did. We want every single person in this church and on staff here to be growing, to be leading up, to be doing those things. So because of one choice, and this isn't to boast about me, but what I saw, is because of one choice to choose to intentionally grow, it made a whole organization yeah. get on board wow. and grow. You're talking so, about leading up there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so wow. you don't know. You don't know. That's why I'm telling you. You don't know who will be impacted and who will be affected by your decision to grow. So that's wow. why we choose to set up personal growth plans. That's why we choose to not stay where we are, but to grow personally. Awesome. I love that, man. Uh, do, do me a favor, would you? You said you read 30 books that year. Give me maybe five or, or so of, of maybe the books that you uh, would say these, man these are the out, of, out of those books that I read that year and even maybe the books that you've read since then I know you said ready set grow we'll put that in the show notes give me some books that maybe I can send to people and say hey you want to yeah. get that plan going read yeah. read these books everyone needs to read h3 leadership h3 leadership um, that, Is that Bra- uh, Brad Brad Lominick yeah yep everyone needs to read h3 leadership everyone needs to read design to lead mm-hmm. Um, those are two huge books. And then um, a book that will just keep everything grounded for you and your motive mm-hmm. is a book by Brennan Manning called The Ragamuffin Gospel. Cool. And it puts your heart, your mind, everything in perspective uh, as to the whole motivation, the whole purpose to why we're even here wow. as leaders awesome. and humans. And so those are three books that jump off the page. Also, if you're wrestling with different faiths, of hey, do I believe in Hinduism? Is it Buddhism? Is it Christianity? What do I believe? Is it is it is it nothing at all? What is it? A book that really helped me um, in kind of wrestling with my faith was a book by Ravi Zacharias called mm-hmm. Jesus Amongst Other Gods. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just comparing f- with facts, facts that happen facts. of Jesus amongst other gods yes. like Muhammad and Krishna mm-hmm. and Buddha and um, we're so those are going through that as a staff yeah, right now. Okay, those those awesome. those are books that just. Um, really were and in, in, have been intentional books to, to key growth and those kinds of things. Awesome. So, that's awesome, man. Um, dude, well, just uh, as we as we wrap this up a little bit, um, how would how would you get others to go with you? I know one of the things uh, we talked about before this this podcast. You said others will go where you grow. I I love that statement. Break that down for me a little bit. Yep, that is that is huge. Others will go where you grow. You know, I talked about it a little bit before how when you take things in, it oozes out of you. Whatever you are putting into your body, it comes out of you. Yeah. And um, and so when I say others will go where you grow, it doesn't mean sitting down your family and friends and your coworkers in your life and saying, let me tell you everything that I've learned. That's not it. Yeah. It's, you know, you've heard this saying before too that things are probably, um, impact in people's lives probably came from how it was caught, not mm-hmm. always how it was taught. taught yeah. And um, to have something caught in your life, it has to be modeled for you. Mm. And uh, when I say others will go where you grow, what I'm trying to say is 
Others will follow your model. Others will follow your example. They'll watch what you'll do. They're, you know, it happens all the time. The people you're leading, the people you're over on your team, they're watching you. Mm-hmm. They're watching what you're doing. They're yeah. listening to how you talk. Mm-hmm. And when people can literally notice a tangible difference outwardly, inwardly, mm-hmm. because of your commitment to grow and yeah. your commitment to want to learn, um, people jump on board with Absolutely. that. People yeah. follow that. And so, um, and so... That was a huge thing is just, hey, you know what? Others will go where you grow and seeing that take place and seeing that happen. And um, something to encourage you along the way is you might hear 30 podcasts or sorry, 30 books or 102 podcasts. And you're like, uh, I can barely read one a year. Like I am not a reader. Yeah. Get creative and yeah. how you get things into you. There's audio books out oh, there. Um, there's, yeah. you know, podcasts. Find podcasts that intrigue you, that listen to you, but still will sharpen you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just say this. Maybe 30 books isn't realistic and 102 book podcasts is not realistic for you. Find something that will stretch you, but but you can honestly say at the end of the year, you accomplished it. Um, And along in that process, I'll say this. Reward yourself along the way. Do small rewards. One of our financial goals is my wife and I, we wanted to get out of debt. We had school loans debt. So what did we do? We lived in a basement. Thank you. Uh, Mama and Papa Lurson for allowing us to live in your basement. But we lived in the basement and we put extra funds. And what would we do along the way? It, it, it stunk looking at a lot of money go towards loans. But along the way, we would go get a steak dinner or we went to Vegas one year on vacation. Like We would reward ourselves along the way to say, keep it up, yep. keep going. So set up rewards along the way in your journey of growing. And, 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 and no, guess what? No, some weeks you're not going to have time to read anything or, or, or podcast. You have those weeks you're overwhelmed or mm-hmm. you see at the end of the year, oh, I got 10 more books to read. Well, hey, you know, the best thing to do is invite others into the process. Allow other people to encourage you. Yeah. Um, this helped me a ton when I saw I had 10 books left to read and I had two months to do it. Um, someone said, "Why don't you read shorter books?" Here's some. Sh- <laughs> I'm not kidding. Here's some shorter I, books. I had yeah. one. I had one friend, Brent Silky, giving you a shout. I had one friend Love who Brent. who gave uh-huh. me. I think it was like a ten page book. Oh. And it was like, "Here you go." And I looked at him. I was like, "Dude, this is not." Oh. He goes, "It's a book." <laughs> it's a book. <laughs> but, but no, but no, it doesn't. No, but you know, you got to reward yourself and and don't beat yourself up over it. But at least have a yeah. plan. And invite others to join you in the that. process. I love that. I think I think about even when when I first moved to Grand Rapids, my goal was simply just the same thing to grow. And I said, what do I need to do? So I, I said I'm gonna challenge myself to read more books in this year than I've read in my entire life. And I read 26 books that year. So cool. And I can't tell you how many podcasts. I mean, audio books, reading books. You know, get the. I I think that's what you said right there that it has to ooze out of you yes. any information that comes in you has to come out it just naturally will come yes. out of you in yes. conversation in the way you walk in the way you talk it will naturally it has to come out anything in has to come out mm-hmm. and so and we, we even hear that from scripture you know what mm-hmm. what's in a man's heart will be reflected out of a man's heart mm-hmm. so um, out of his mouth and so um, I will ask you this last thing uh, as you talked about others coming along with you, mm-hmm. how how would you go about getting others to go with you? Yep. So after that first year, when I modeled it and I lived it and I, I saw the change in my life, I was like, "This is too good for it to me to for me just to be me." So you heard about the senior pastor telling the staff. Yeah. Well, what I did is I started taking my team that was under me, and I said, "Hey, this is what I done for my life. I want you to start doing this. I want you to come up with your own do version, something. your own plan, do something." Yeah. All of us need to do something. And so for you guys who are listening, um, what if it's something you went through with your family? You know, have, yeah. hey, as our family, these are our values. These are something we want to do. This is something we want to implement. Think about who are key people in your life 
that you could say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this this next year. Would you want to do this with me? You You know, it's as simple as uh, I think about, I mentioned Brent, one of my friends. Mm -hmm. He started something called Fit Pastors, this group on Facebook. And he sent me a text saying, you want to be a part of Fit Pastors? And I'm like, well, I want want to be fit spiritually, but I I want to be fit physically. And so I was like, yeah, count me in. So it's just getting the word out. It's, It's asking others around you. It's asking others who are in your sphere of influence of saying, hey, this was too good for it to stay with me. I got to get others to help me. And then the last thing I'd say is this, is every single one of us, when we process information, we take things in, you need to find an outlet mm-hmm. to get that out. Mm-hmm. You know, and so maybe maybe you're not, maybe your outlet isn't a pulpit. Maybe it's not mm-hmm. a classroom or a business meeting or a board meeting. Maybe your outlet is a friend with coffee. That's wow. Great. You, every person needs to find outlets to mm-hmm. relay because um the information you take in starts to become permanent mm-hmm. when you find ways to share it, to, share. to teach it, That's to great. get it out in other people. And so find avenues, find ways to share what you're learning and share what you're, what you're going yeah. through. I love that. And I think about even different ways that people can share information now with, with today's technology. Oh, yeah. Start your own podcast. Or blog. Blog. Or start blog. a blog. Start a Go blog. On YouTube. I mean, there's so think, much you can do. I think of what, especially with thinking about like as we lead Gen Zers in youth ministry and things mm-hmm. like that. The number one thing a nine year old wants is a YouTube channel. Right. Well, like yeah. I was like, when I was nine, I wanted an Xbox. <laughs> and they want but they want a platform. Yep. And so I, I think that's so that's such invaluable information. You've got to get that information out. You've got to be able to, 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 to teach it to your only to yourself even, to teach it to others to share with what you're going through. Hey, as we wrap this podcast up, Mike, is there anything else you want to share or uh, just little notes of yeah. love? Yeah, I'll just say one last thing. Um and that is this, is one of the biggest um, propelled moments for me or, or choices that I've done was choosing to get a life coach mm-hmm. in my life and a mentor. And uh, my mentor and life coach, his name is Roger Lane, and I meet every two weeks. And what a life coach does is ask you really great questions to help you become who you want to become and help you go where you want to go. Uh, in 2017, when we stepped out to start a 501c3, uh, there were dreams in my heart and all of us have dreams. All of us have things we'd love to do someday. But if you're like me and you're a dreamer, you have a hard time implementing the dream. Mm-hmm. What a coach and a mentor does, especially a life coach like Roger, is it helps you take your dream mm-hmm. and get practical, yeah. set goals. And if you don't do your homework, then my coach stops meeting with me. Mm-hmm. So it helps me keep the plow to the, to the yeah. field and to yep. get going. And so... I would just say, man, find a mentor, find a coach in your life that's above you. And by the way, there's people in the baby boomer generation and generations before us that are waiting to be asked. Mm-hmm. And there is gold in the generations who've gone before us. So how dare us think we're smart enough or good enough to think we can do it on our own? We are all products of, one, in my opinion, of God's grace, but two, of the people who've gone before us and believed in us. Every single person needs someone who's gone ahead of us. Every single person needs someone who's gone, who is behind us, and then we need people on the journey next to us. So think about who those people are, and it will change the game for where you're attempting to lead and, and become the person you're becoming. That's awesome. Well, Mike, I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for spending yeah, this time with you. us, sharing wisdom. We thank appreciate you. your your friendship. I'm excited to eat in Grand Rapids. Yeah, I'm yes. excited to get some lunch. I'm go downtown. Yeah, get some lunch. Damn. But hey, man, we appreciate you. We love you, and we just love your heart and what you're doing, you and Stephanie. Uh, it's awesome. So thanks for being with us. Um, and everybody, thanks for tuning in with us today on our 30th, again, as Pastor Reggie said, our 30th podcast. And uh, so, hey, uh, we truly believe that if the leaders empower, the whole organization will grow. And uh, again, thanks for joining us. And uh, we love you. We'll see you.
Thanks again for taking time to grow as leaders. We are looking forward as we continue to build our culture in student ministries.